for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Run. But first, shut your windows. Hide your apples. Prepare for the attack of the android. And now, your host, and the human leader of the Android Underground, Matt Lee. What's up, guys? It's Tuesday, May 28th, 2013. Episode 83 of Attack of the Androids. Every week. Well, mostly every week. I almost said May 21st, because that's what's on the dock. <laughs> I'm Matt Lee. Join me tonight. <laughs> just, just Eric. Eric, what's up? Matt and Eric. You know, Matt, it's it's a beautiful morning. The birds are chirping. The eggs are runny, if you will. I will. Uh, and the technology's breaking. That's, that's, and the bits are lagging. That's kind of... We, we got a two-second lag here, just for anyone listening live. If you're wondering, like, God, he's very thoughtful tonight. No, he's not. There's just a two-second lag there. But that's cool. This is episode 83 Tag the Androids. Watch us live. TagTheAndroids.com. That's the site. Check it. Uh, let's start things off. We have a, a bit of a back and forth here, if you will, Eric. Uh, on one side, the mobile syrup side, if you will. Uh, Daniel Bader, he says, I think I'm done hacking these damn smartphones. I am done. I'm through. A rebuttal off of Android Authority, Derek Ross writing, he says, nay, I am not done hacking my Android devices. I'd say between you and you and I here, Eric, I'm I'm done. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm totally not done. But I I'm when I find a place that's comfortable and that works and that is stable and not buggy, I tend to stay there until either the next like big iteration or something. Then I'll go to wherever that's at, or I get a new device, and then you kind of see what's available for that particular device. What 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 side of the fence are you on? I think I'm more on the same side that you're on, um, which is, yeah, I'm willing to experiment, though not much anymore since I've, since I've gotten a Nexus device. Um, but I don't, I don't see a problem with experimenting, and I, I'm perfectly willing to erase everything, start over on a new ROM if there's something compelling. Right, and I, I agree about the Nexus thing. Like, on, on the tablet, we've talked about this before, on this Nexus 10, like, I haven't rooted or ROMed it at all because it's stock and it runs so nice. But, again, the Verizon faux Nexus, the Galaxy Nexus, you've got to put CM on it. And there's a RC2 is what we're up to now, If, if for those of you keeping track playing at home with us. Uh, yeah. Verizon faux it Galaxy Nexus. It was a really Nexus. fast RC1. It was. It was like two days, and we've been on RC2 for like, oh, the last six weeks. <laughs> and that's cool. It works okay. Yeah, so. I, I don't really agree some, with some of the points that this uh, this guy at Mobile Syrup makes. Do you um, want to take... Like he says, I really like sense. <laughs> yeah, okay. and do you want to take one side, and I'll take the other here, and we can we can kind of do the quick back and forth and, and, and see... Yeah, let's let's try this. I'm not sure how it's gonna work. Okay, I'm, I'm you, ready. Do you want to take the I'm done or the I'm not done? I'm done. You're done. Okay, you take the you're done, and I'll take the uh, I'm not done here. So, uh, you want to go ahead and make your your first point 
is that you like scents. <laughs> yes, scents is awesome. I like that that he's quoted here. Call me old fashioned, but the thrill of the chase, that perfect Android experience through a custom ROM, is just no longer there. <laughs> it's you know what there there is something to be said, and he makes this point that before it was it was a much larger disparity between the experience that you get right. with the um, carrier or the manufacturer's version of Android like let's, and what can you we, get when you hack it. Let's go back in time and all reminisce on the OG Droid, but more importantly, the Droid X, the very first one. Do you remember Moto Blur? Do you remember why the Droid <laughs> X was your first phone that you rooted and rommed because you had to? Like... They've come a long way, right? And he makes the point that you certain features you need this this uh, overlay to access them. This you need the the OEM ROM, if you will, you know, because they have these these specialized features that if you put on a custom ROM, you're not gonna have access to. But are they that good? It's you know what it it is. It's very dependent on uh, on the manufacturer because if you look at it, like Samsung and HTC on their latest phones, they have support for Bluetooth 4.0, which we talked about right. a few shows ago, which is not an AOSP. So if you have those phones, you can do a lot of the cool stuff like like the Fitbit Flex, which I'm wearing right now, which is really cool. But it's a pain it's a pain in the ass because I have to sync it with a computer. But if I had an S4 or an HTC One, I could just directly sync it to the phone. And if I hack it, I don't think that I would have that capability anymore. Right. Can I ask you uh, how many calories podcasting burns? Not many, Matt. No. Not many at all. <laughs> Not many. I think I'm eating. I'm actually gaining calories here. I'm on the plus. Perfect. That's awesome. Well, yeah, I, not to not to side too much, but, uh, you know, I wore this. I went to Bangkok this weekend. Um for a uh, for a doctor's appointment, and I wore this uh, this Fitbit Flex the entire trip, and it actually does motivate you to actually walk more, which is kind of cool. Right. Um, it's a neat little it's a neat little device. I I really like it. It's like playing Ingress. It just makes you <laughs> go outside and do stuff. You know. Yeah, I'm. I hate to. I hate to be like ridiculous but gamifying things like this it's weird right does it offer do- like some encouragement totally it, it absolutely does is that weird that we as humans need that sort of motivational encouragement anyway whether or not it's weird i mean it's <laughs> it's helpful for me so it is that's good uh back to the argument here uh he mentioned, like like you said, that, that he thinks uh, Sense 5 is really nice. They, they did it really well. It's minimal, he says. It's fast. It's just the right amount of features, and it doesn't feel overly bloated. Uh, so, like you were saying, in that case, you would maybe opt to that, even though they just got CM 10.1 Nightly's uh, back in on the 10th, of May 10th. Well, not not to take a position against the one I was assigned. Uh, sorry, but <laughs> I forgot which can, one we're doing. <laughs> you, no, it doesn't matter. You can. I remember back in the day with the um, when I had the original Evo 4G, you couldn't you couldn't get WiMAX to work if you actually put a a non HTC ROM on the phone. So you got a lot of these really nice um, stripped down versions of the HTC ROM, which 
is it's a you know that's a legitimate path um, that would still keep all those special features, but would take away a lot of the excess stuff like sense or you know uh, things that you might think are bogging down the phone. Right, and they're talking about the benchmarks that they were lower on on CM ten one than than the HTC was stock, and it's like, well, he makes the point that this this just came out. It's like literally seventeen days old. The HTC one stock stuff has been you know thoroughly tested and tweaked. So one would think, and it depends. I mean, it is. Like, for the most part, I would recommend to most of my non-nerd friends that they just get something they like that feels okay in their hand and that, you know, on on whatever carrier they're with. Because you're going to have different choices, obviously, if you're, if you're on different carriers. But it's easier. Well, you know, I think. Yeah, go ahead. There was, a, there was the IGN story that, um, that you put in the doc uh, where they talk about, you know, hit the three main things, which is the launcher, the lock screen, and um, the keyboard, you know, if you don't want to actually go through ROMing a device. So for most people, that's what I recommend. Like, if it's if it's a, a relative or a non-tech-savvy friend, it's, you know, Nova Launcher um, and, uh, and things like that. I guess that's different, though, because it, it depends why you're doing it. If you're if you're putting a custom ROM on it because the stock kernel is crap and because there's so much bloatware on it rather than, than just root it and freeze individual pieces, you want to just run this whole new clean light OS. But if you're just doing it because you don't like the way it looks, you don't like jokey sans serif on your freaking S4, then yeah, you know, this is a good way to do it. But I don't think, as the article says, it, how to get Android as Google intended. I don't think Google exactly intended that you go and, and get you scavenge bits and pieces and you kludge them together and hope that they, they work to give you the experience that you know you should have probably gotten in the first place. Yeah, you're probably right. I think it's, it's a good name for an article. It's yeah, maybe not very, definitely. You know factual but yeah um, but it does have it does have good tips it may not be as google intended because as google intended would be the the clean nexus with all the google services built in so they make money right right and that's not i mean and and who is who's to say what the google intends or what the google wants i mean certainly not i only the google only only the google knows only the google all right. Uh, were there any other points on the back and forth here? Are you done? It, it seems like all of these kinds. I rest of, my case. Right. <laughs> Objection. Overruled. It it seems like what it always comes down to though is like user preference and use case. You know that that sort of thing. It doesn't really matter. You can you can do both. You can set CM to always download nightlies automatically, like you never even see it and. You know, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Or you can deal with crappy carrier-manufactured bloatware, you know. And it is getting better. It, it just depends on what you want to do. But the, Nightlies. Is the, Matt, this is, this is why your phone doesn't work. I'm not on Nightlies. I'm on RC2, thanks. We should discuss this. I found Whatever. this app, and it's called Cedar. Not like the tree, but like a torrent tracker thing. <laughs> I don't know. Cedar. I don't even, S- I don't even know what that is. I've never uh, looked at anything. I, I, don't, I plead the fifth. Uh, Cedar. And, and what it, it claims to do, 
and maybe you can <clears throat> you can give me more of an insight on this. Uh, I've read both both sides of the the fence here. Uh, for root only, of course. And it says many Android tasks run slower than they should for one simple yet not so obvious reason. They consume large amounts of random data from a limited source. Random data is used to generate session keys, unique identifiers in SSL and Wi-Fi, while starting processes and during inter-process communication. So basically they're saying that this entropy runs out all the time, and that causes processes reading from the blocking device, if any, to temporarily stop. They just stop responding. And they cannot continue until the kernel repopulates the entropy pool, right? which takes time, they say. And I don't know like how much time this really takes. That's, I don't really understand. But basically, this app helps the kernel by keeping your entropy pool filled. And you can kind of look at it. I, I don't know. It says it works better for older devices. So, I, I mean, Galaxy Nexus is pretty dated by now, uh, stuff like that. So, I, I don't know. It seems like it's running smoother but it's still running out of memory like i constantly watchdog is like at zero percent uh used or idle i mean like it's completely tapped and i don't think that has anything to do with what this is helping but i don't know what do you think eric is this is that how this works is it is this worth it well that's what it's doing but after reading the um the article that i put in the, in the show notes um, from geek.com, it doesn't, I, like, I don't know, it's, I wouldn't call it a placebo effect. Like, how it, necessary it, is it, it seems like it's does, does the system really take that long with a dual-core chip in it to, or if it even uses your processor, if it's, I don't know, is it RAM? Like, what is it loading from, you know? Is it, and is it that slow that this app running is helping, you know, things go smoothly because it's keeping that, that, entropy pool topped off well according to um, according to one of the developers for cyanogen mod what he said is that the act of constantly refilling the um, the random pool is what it's doing is it's actually forcing your CPU to run at a higher clock speed which is why you're seeing the which is why you're seeing the increased performance you you could probably just install like a CPU tweaker and and overclock it a little bit well, and get the same effect. So you're saying if I go and look in my CPU control and look at what it's been running as the the uh, state time, it see it's it's still most of it is in the 350 to 700 range, and very little is in the 920 to 1200 range, and that's with this running. So it's not revving it up that much or at least it's not noticeable in these stats have you noticed a uh, have you noticed a drop in battery life <laughs> no see and i don't know that i would because i drive all day so it's always plugged in right if i'm not at home i'm so i'm it's mostly plugged in but the the times i do are like when i'm up at my mom's house but there's very minimal cell signal so the antenna is constantly like trying to get a signal so that I attributed the battery suck to that and not not this app because it's always done that up there, you know. Yeah, I you know I think at the end of the day, it's a dollar. Was it a dollar fifty? Yeah, something like that. I don't I don't remember. 
if you know what, like the song says, if it makes you happy, <laughs> it can't be that bad. But is there so, is there a downside? Enjoy, to, but it could. Be well. Is there a downside to keeping that entropy pool always topped off? Like, is there a reason it should get? Like, are you getting less entropy? I guess because it's always being topped off. I mean, does it even does it work that way? I don't know. I th- I mean, your phone might get fat. I think is the only it, thing. It feels a little. <laughs> Shut up, Eric. All right. Well, I, I'd be interested if any if any of the listeners out there that that use Android, if you guys have tried Cedar, S E E D E R, uh, let us know in the community there, or email Eric. <laughs> yeah, email me. May and maybe you know what Sherwin Sherwin Williams, friend of the show. Yes, he's sure. a nerd, so maybe he maybe he has an opinion on this. We'll have to ask him. Uh, did you see the article about so many Android devices and so few, too little, few updates? <laughs> I always love this kind of, uh, like, duh, we know. I, I don't know. It seems like frivolous article for some reason, but I thought it'd be interesting to discuss real quick. Yeah, it's, you know, it, it's a reminder that there is a problem that that the the Android was it the Android Update Alliance or Upgrade Alliance that <laughs> that that's that failed. Is so, it, I'm, did it, anything that I O uh, that was announced at I O as far as like we saw this article on Ars Technica I think that that said something about Android four three wasn't announced but. What Google did announce are things without having to push all of the carriers to push out another iterative update. Like, you can get them out of the Play Store with this new Play Framework. And that kind of seems like that's that's a way to to help. But it's sure. so far in one direction. Like, you have a lot of cleanup to kind of... Or a lot of obsolescence to wait out until, you know, you can get everyone up on... Jelly Bean, and he's saying right now twenty five percent of handsets have Jelly Bean, which is good for where it was. Like, remember, it was in the single, the low single digits for the longest time, like one or two percent. So it's it's good. It's a quarter now. Well, but I mean, this is this is inevitable. Right. This is the same. This is the same curve or whatever that we've seen when. You know when uh, what do you call it? When ice cream sandwich first came out, right? When gingerbread came out, um, the, I mean the good thing about what you refer to with everything being in Google Play services, like all the API updates and such, is that I believe that Google Play services is um, is uh, functional or it's available um, all the way back to uh, version two point two to Froyo. So that's not going to help like the actual fragmentation numbers but it will help everybody get up to speed quicker you're still going to have it seems that like break. it will help if you're wanting if you're wanting to uh, develop an app that can hit all of these um, different uh, levels of um, of android right and not have to develop like three different versions of your app and make people get confused and give or- you one star because they downloaded the wrong one one star, or I mean, even two, even so, like um, maybe it can be available then for people that in the like without this wouldn't be available to. 
like something that would have been jelly bean or ice cream sandwich only. Right. But now you can offer it to those people that are stuck on Froyo or gingerbread for some reason. And I think there are certain parts of the OS that like you're not always going to be able to even with those rollouts. Like I think there's certain things that have to be baked in, right? That that aren't getting pushed with with the services update. Like the certain notification styles that and not everyone's going to see that stuff unless they're on that version. Yeah, I I if I remember right, I think this is mainly for things like um like the Google Apps, like Maps is the one that comes to mind. Right. So you don't have to be on the latest version of Android to use the latest version of Maps because, or to hook into the latest version of Maps with your application because right. it's in the services. And it's interesting here. He says on the other side, the new iOS version adoption is much better, but still not 100%. So it's not just our problem. Take that, Apple. That's right. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey Matt, I, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna make you edit this out because I'm I'm gonna disconnect and reconnect because the lag's getting pretty bad. Is it? You seem fine. Yeah. Okay. I'll be right back. Okay. Promise. Promise. Don't leave me alone. Promise. Okay. Woo! Wow. I'm back. Nice. Welcome back. Good deal. Yeah, this is much better. Okay, good. Uh, let's talk about while we're talking about this this whole fragment OS iOS thing. Did you see the story about LG and Foxconn looking at the Firefox OS because they they kind of want to get away from the whole uh, iOS Android duopoly, if you will, <laughs> duopoly. Yeah, yeah, I saw this, and it was it, I think it was like the in the same articles with the was it the LG CEO basically like sticking his foot in his mouth saying yeah. that like. <laughs> Oh, we don't need to do another Nexus device. And then marketing came back later and said, well, if they asked us to, we wouldn't say no. Sure. And I, I saw something uh, earlier about that they, they weren't doing, there were rumors about the Nexus 5 and that L- LG was going to do it. And they're like, no, nah, we're not going to do that per se, but we are coming out with a tablet that you're totally going to want to check out. So... Yeah, which is which is interesting because I think they they dialed it back on tablets last year. So it's you know to see them start to again might be might be kind of cool, especially in like the seven inch space. Sure. So what do you think of the Firefox OS? What it's Mozilla built HTML five OS basically. I mean it's it's like Chrome then, right? In essence. It, it reminds me of WebOS in that, because WebOS was all built on HTML as well, mm. if I remember right. Interesting. Um, it's it's a neat idea. I I don't know how successful it's going to be. Um, I think it's interesting that it is, that they've gone with Firefox OS and there's no mention of the Ubuntu Touch OS. I was going to um, ask, like, why wouldn't they opt for that instead? My guess is because um, because the Firefox uh, OS is is fully baked at this point. As far as like it, it's actually coming out on phones, um, the Ubuntu OS is still in the early like alpha uh, or so. It's beta not to stages. say they may not eventually once it's ready to go. Yeah, I think so. This the Firefox one, I think, is just the it was the easy one to latch onto because they've been showing this off at um, mobile conferences. Like it, it actually has a presence, and you can get it on a phone, I believe, uh, right now. 
I like that the LG Mobile vice president says that the current duopoly of Google and Apple is not healthy for the market. Did you know they bought WebOS? I didn't know that. LG owns WebOS now? Interesting. Oh, man, I forgot about this. So is that That's why? Why would they run WebOS? Right? They were just like, mm, we're going to buy this and do what with it? We're going to make a TV. They, they probably just haven't had enough time with it, and maybe they don't want to be... Like, maybe they're... You know, I think HP was talking about putting WebOS on, like, their printers and things like that. Right. Uh, LG could be looking at WebOS not as a phone operating system, but maybe more of a NOS for their smart TVs or something like that. Do you that. think they don't even want to F with the, the software at all and just make the hardware like they they do? I... Maybe. Why would they have I, I bought that, they, though, right? Then why maybe would they, they just have... don't want to get into the... Go on, sorry. Oh, I was just saying, why would they have bought WebOS if that was the case? That Yeah, never mind. <laughs> would be... Maybe they're not targeting phones. Right. Maybe they want to expand in an area where, quite frankly, it's been very... Um, it's been very simple. The uh, With the exception of Google TV being on some TVs, there haven't really been very robust operating systems on smart TVs. Would you rather have a Google so. TV or a WebOS-powered LG TV? HD TV. <laughs> Depends on what they do with it. I, I think Google TV is, is really nice. I've gotten into using it the past few months. Really? Um, but the market's very open at this point, I think. Yeah. Good deal. Um. Yeah, I this you know it wasn't the CEO I was thinking of. It's this same guy, this Vice President Wong Kim. Is it? Who's just talking a lot of trash and <laughs> yeah, marketing is having to come out and do uh, damage control for him, which is kind of funny. That's great. So uh, let's see. Going back to the fragmentation discussion, just for a sec, in the enterprise, I don't know. I don't deal with this at all. I don't know. You probably don't either. But their uh, Chris Nerdy in Sight World says that the the latest cure, what they kind of came out with at I.O., isn't going to help in the enterprise, which does that make sense? I mean, why wouldn't that help? I think it I think it makes sense in a very limited in a very limited scope. Um, he's saying that from what I'm from what I read was that, you know, it doesn't address um, the big things like uh, getting root access to the phone, users being able to modify uh, the core operating system, um, which, yeah, I mean, that might that might be a problem if you're giving an employee a phone and you work in a, in a secure... Right, but um, that's, that's a limited business. use case. Why wouldn't you say, here's something that everyone, it works everywhere, and if you need to lock it down, you can sure do that, but it's not... I don't know. That seems like kind of a weak argument. But. Well, yeah, and why wouldn't – I don't – I think that the for most industries, um, the idea of giving somebody a phone is is going away. Now, there are, sure. there are some people who, you know, just – they do not want – they want separate devices. I have my work phone. I have my personal phone. Um, but I think the, the growing number of people from what I've personally seen – they would much rather just have their own device and be able to access work things on it. When isn't that kind of what? And for most, yeah, isn't that kind of the direction BlackBerry well, went with the new 
the new BB10 saying that you can have both of them on one device. You can have your user enterprise account and then you can have your personal account or whatever. Yeah, that that seems to be what they're what they're aiming at, but I I still think that when I I think in most people's minds when you hear BlackBerry, the like your your initial thought is that this is a phone that my company will buy me. When you talk Android and I, iPhone, it's more, you know, I will use this app to access my work stuff. And at that point, unless you're in an industry where, you know, security and privacy is a, is a really, really big deal, like healthcare or certain areas of the government, then there's no I – don't, I don't think that, you know, an employee rooting their phone so that way they can use titanium backup is a huge risk to your – you know, to your IT. Right, it's all use case. Most, why... most IT people just want a simple environment. Right, true. That's what they're fighting against. It depends, like, why you're rooting the device. Like you like you say, you could do it for titanium backup, or you could do it because you want to monitor stuff, or you want, you know, to, to get into things maybe you shouldn't be getting into. Yeah, uh, and I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, I when I worked for uh, J.P. Morgan, um, and this was maybe, like, three years ago, um... We were using we were using an app that you you put the app on your phone and it it sort of created like a sandbox environment to in within which you could access like your your email your calendar and the um and I think uh, at some point the intranet the internal network of the company right. um I I rooted my phone and then <laughs> the very next day Got I tried to fired. launch the app and it said hey your phone's rooted you can't use this anymore and then they fired and, you and then they fired me. No, I just I at that point I just said, you know what, you know, F it. I'm this is my device. I just you know, if you want me, I'll I'll just come into work and I'll get paid, you know, right. overtime to do that. Problem um, solved. But there I mean, so there's technologies out there that I, that you can use to detect if a user has messed with the device and yeah, you can get around those in some ways, but for the most part, for the average user who is, you know, who is not malicious in any way, they'll they'll stop, and the other ones are probably going to find a way to do it anyway. So what's sure. the point? <laughs> what's the point? I agree. And this uh, one of the uh, mobile analysts, Chris Silva, he said, even with the changes in distribution, Android is still a long way from where it needs to be in terms of apps control, and this will continue to hurt it in the enterprise. And they said they point yeah, that I Samsung was, whatever. you know the the android security leader <laughs> and that they're uh, specifically targeting enterprise with these things like safe and nox which are separate and distinct from android so i don't know is here's that... the thing and maybe maybe this is a naive point of view but android is an open source project so if you want to secure it yeah then go secure it I mean, there there are a lot of things like um, I think it, there's one called uh, SEL, um, which you know adds a secure layer on top of Android. I mean, there are ways to do this. Want, hire some smart people. If no, you know, if, if no. sixteen, seventeen year old kids can make their own ROM, I think you could figure out how to make a secure version of Android. Yeah, but that that doesn't fit into our budget. We need to do this as cheaply as did I say cheap? I meant free. We need to do this as free as possible. So, yeah, that makes sense. So let's go buy iOS devices because that's cheap and free. 
cheap and free. Uh, did you, you, you used to have a tablet. Do you no longer have a tablet? What happened to your tablet? Did, you, did it get stolen? Uh, no, um, I, I don't know if you'd call it a lapse in judgment or if I'm just very, like, excitable. I, I don't know. I, I sold, I sold them. Oh. I, did I you don't have gazelle? my Transformer Prime anymore. Did you gazelle them? No, I, I sold well the one I sold to um sold to a friend's wife out here. She really wanted a tablet and she goes to school, so I said, Hey, you know, this thing has this prime has a keyboard dock, it has USB ports on it, it's really you know, it'd be perfect if you're just, you know, typing stuff up. She loved it, so I sold it to her. Did you and, turn uh, a profit? The other one, I actually I didn't sell it, I just I Gave it to my dad because he really liked my Nexus Seven. Oh, nice! Did you turn a profit on the Prime? And yeah, I didn't turn a profit, but I sold it for you know close to what I bought it for, and it was in it was in really good condition anyway. So I think it was a good deal on everybody. Yeah, yours everybody. never had that thing minded where it had a crack by where you would plug it in at that across the Ooh. that thing like cracked for some reason. Like it was fine. It just like there was a crack there. And it wasn't on the glass or anything. It was just that metal piece. I don't know, like, how it happened or what, but, yeah. Yeah, I I never encountered that. And even, like, the screen was in beautiful condition because before I even turned it on, I put an invisible shield on it. So it's a really, it was really nice, but, I, you know, I was expecting a new Nexus 7 at I.O. Stupid me. Not- so, now, so now I'm sitting here without a, without a tablet, and it's... There's a noticeable gap in my life. Is that what you're waiting on then? You want the new 7? Why don't you just get a 10? Uh, I'm I want I want the new 7. And plus I I used the money that I earned from that and selling a few other things to buy a new device, which I will only tell you if you can guess it. It should be here. It should be here like today or tomorrow though. You got another Nexus Q. <laughs> yep, that's right. But I'm uh, them all. <laughs> no, uh, but, did you, know, you? I will say you're on the right track. Did you get a new year? You already had a new year. I already had a new year. Uh, one more guess. Uh, <laughs> you can just dig deep. Dig deep. You already have a Google TV. You didn't put that money towards glass. I'd have to say that would be my next guess. I don't know. Nope. What'd you nope, get? Nope, man. So, okay. What'd you get? Not next next show. Next no, show you're killing me. Tell me. Is it Nexus 5? The rumored <laughs> Nexus 5? Yes, exactly. <laughs> I got the X-Phone. Wait, did you get the shield? You didn't get. You didn't pre-order a shield, did you? No, but that's a good guess. Shit. No, I did not. No. Uh, God, that no, is going to bug me. We're done with this show until you tell me. <laughs> Thank you. That's been Attack of the Android. All right. Where can they email us at, Eric? Did you get a fair? Yeah. F- did you get a fair phone? No, that is cool though. Let's talk about that. Okay, so I did not get a fair phone, but I want to. Fair phone is basically they're looking to launch an Android-powered device that addresses environmental and humanitarian concerns surrounding the production of these high technology technology devices, like. Uh, Foxconn and the guys jumping out of windows and maybe not so hot conditions to work in or maybe too hot. Or too hot. Or too hot. 
but you want a Zing. you want but a you want a hundred dollar device. So mm, I'm not gonna make it for four bucks an hour. <laughs> you know, like you gotta. I don't know. It's it's a touchy subject, but I like what they're they're looking to do. So, what are they gonna make this thing out of, Eric? What's your first guess? I'm I'm pretty sure it's gonna be clay, possibly hemp, powered by potatoes or lemons, perhaps. Exactly, citrus. The citrus powered device. It smells good too. So they're talking mid range, right? Four point three inch display, five forty by nine sixty. One, it's got a quad core though. One point two. Yeah, that's not bad. With a gig of RAM, it's eh, kind of, it's kind of pushing it. But just throw another stick in there. It's they're making a Galaxy Nexus basically. This thing probably is faster than this Galaxy Nexus now. Oh yeah, probably. And running four two, the latest and greatest. And one of the coolest features, it's dual SIM. Right. Which I like. All for how much? They want 5,000 pre-orders. Only, it was in euros? Only in Europe, yep. Those are in euros. <clears throat> but, I mean... I think you can order at other places, but it was like it was like 350 euros, which, you know, if, by the power of math, is probably somewhere around 500. Or like dollars. two and a half bitcoins, you know. Either way. Yeah, I'm sure they take bitcoins. That would be a, the humanitarian thing to do, Eric, wouldn't it? I know. Free, free the money. I take bitcoins. I got a, I got a code and everything. <laughs> I'm sure you do. I have my my little Sony Vio here pumping away at at breaking hashes during the shows so that I can maybe one day make 25 free bitcoins. <laughs> See, this this lag is not my problem. No, it's, it's all nice. mine. This thing gets so hot. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Um, yeah, that's kind of cool though, right? Like the idea. Isn't it? Because every time those articles come out, people are like, oh, bad Apple. Meanwhile, they're like groping their Samsung devices. It's like, you know, that was made right next door. I mean, like a Stones, well, that, that was right there. So you Well, can't... I think a lot of this isn't even about, like, some of it I think can be, can be about the working conditions of the people actually putting the phones together. But a lot of it, too, comes from, you know, conflict minerals, like, you know, places in Africa where uh-huh. maybe they're using slave labor to dig the uh, tin or the aluminum or the silicon out of the ground. Right. Um, or the which diamonds. Which are then sold to the manufacturers. Or the diamonds. Blood yeah, exactly. Diamonds. It's, right. it's, it is, it really is, it's the same, it's the same idea, which. You know what, though, the, dude? The hard the... part is, is being able to lock down that entire manufacturing, like that logistic chain. And making sure that it's all good. I mean, that's. I think that's the hardest part. That's what I'm saying, right? The only way you can really do that is to do it peer-to-peer style, right? You get a swarm of people, and each person is tasked with doing whatever, and, and then they, they pass it on. And eventually, you get your smartphone. It's passed through, like, 10,000 different people, but you get it. And, you know, everybody... That seems like a better way to do it than... You're still, I mean, either way, you're going to do slave labor at some, in some way or another, you know, like what level of, of the labor are you going to do? I think it would be, I'd be really interested and in maybe, you know, maybe I'll a new domain or something, but I'd, I'd be really interested to see how this group is, you know, able to um, confirm that each step of the way, 
is you know conflict is you know that everything is is all kosher when it comes to their entire supply chain because right. I have to think that'd be really really difficult. Well, th- it's just a matter of getting people into the places to actually look at them and not just sign off on like you know here's where your chips come from and are you going to take a tour personally or are you just going to assume that eh, they said it's fine I'm sure it's fine exactly like and it's I'm accountability sure that, you know, at that point I'm sure that a company like this that is that is basing its entire product on on being conflict free I would hope that they're not just taking somebody's word for it right <laughs> but, and it, that's kind of interesting that the wording there, like, you know, that these these workers acting under duress is the result of war. I mean, you could say that about oil. I mean, pretty much anything we use is is a result of some war at some point. I mean, it's never going to be completely rainbows and unicorns. I mean, I think this is this is the dark side of cheap tech, devices the tech that we've seen in the past four years. Tech. It's the dark side of cheap tech. Yeah, I mean it. It really is. So, um, yeah, I mean, good for good for these folks. Uh, if I if I get a chance, I've been, you know, maybe maybe I'll order this. Who knows if they'll? I don't know if they ship. If it's definitely ship a good idea, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, and it doesn't look half bad either. Right. It looks like a decent phone. It's not the sleekest thing, but it looks it looks nice, and you know. They even they even made a comment about like keeping it, um, you know, keeping it unlocked and and open so that way you can modify it any way you want, which is kind of cool. It's a nod to the tech community. As well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, you want to talk about just real quick this S four bootloader bypass that came out? Like, would you uh, would you recommend somebody maybe try this, or is this just? Yeah, sure. Go out there and try it, folks. Try it right uh, now. I, I don't have one to mess. I don't have one to mess with. Yeah, but, um, me neither. It, it reminded me a lot of. And you brought up the you brought up the Droid Axe. Um, I had a Droid Two Global for a little bit. Nice. Um, you know how you you couldn't actually unlock the bootloader. You had to use like a the bypass. They call it like a bootstrapper or a shim yep. or something. The bootstrap. I mean that. It sounds like that's what this is, which I always found to be a little bit buggy. So. It did seem I would, like I would wait until you can actually unlock the bootloader, but hey, this is an option if you just can't can't wait. And it did seem like on the forums of those tools, like it was a fifty fifty shot. Like if your device, it would pop on the first try, but then other kids were like, "I can't get this to work." <laughs> like for the life of me, it just it, it's weird how it went. Like you know, device by device, sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. Yeah, and, and this kind of stuff, this makes me nervous. This is obviously not for anybody who um, doesn't know what they're doing. And if the if the idea of a command line or terminal, then I mean, just just skip this one. Just this stop. Is not for you. Yeah. Just just stop. But I mean, it, there there is a little ray of hope here in that another phone, which was quite popular, the Droid DNA. Um, it looks like somebody has managed to actually unlock the bootloader. They haven't released the method yet, but you know these these things they take time, but for most part, for a popular phone, they do eventually happen. So right, I'm and sure here, you can hold out on the S4. Kind of speaking of that, on the on uh, Droid Life, they they posted uh, that there were builds of Paranoid Android and AOKP for Verizon's Galaxy S4, which is definitely I don't know I'm definitely interested in that because Verizon's really all we have that's worth a poo uh, up here. So. 
I'm kind of holding out to see like what comes out on it. But if if I could get an S4 running Paranoid Android or A Cop, like that'd be great. I, I'd definitely be down yeah. with that. It's a, you know it is a nice phone. The hardware, it is a very right? Nice it's phone. yeah, for yeah. sure. It's fast. So lots of memory. Sure you'd be happy. Yeah, that might be. You know to what? For. What stinks is that is that Verizon is CDMA because. I mean, you you're basically missing out on all these really good, know. you know, unlocked phones, which is, is it's horrible. We get a sliver, and and most of the time, like with the with the Galaxy Nexus, it's like their version of it. It's not like the one you would get on on GSM or whatever from other carriers. It's like the special yeah. Verizon version, and most of the times, that's crap. <laughs> it's for sure crap. What, what? Yeah, it's like now with now with TV or whatever. Yeah. Hey, you don't need Google Maps. We have Verizon Navigator, dude. It's totally cool. Stop. Yeah, because that's the same. I I know. That does uh, it still have the stupid compass icon? I don't know. I I haven't seen a stock Verizon device in a in a minute. (laughs) So, uh, before we do app picks, we should talk about. I don't know. I I don't know. This says Matt. Can we talk about the Ouya? You want to talk, talk about, about the Ouya? The Ouya I want to talk go. about Google yeah. replacing Android with Chrome because I think that's okay. Totally let's do that. Silly. But then talk about the Ouya. Okay, we'll do that afterwards. Okay, you first. So Anton Wallman, writing in Silicon Angle here, says that Google is likely to do that. Like, could you? Do you see that happening? Because I, I, I honestly can't see that happening. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I wouldn't think so. Um, I mean, it could happen, if, especially if they decide to go all web. Um, I think it would be a, it would be a huge, huge pivot, and I hate using that term, but um, you know, to do that, to move away from the Java-based, Linux-based, um, well, I guess Chrome, Chrome is still is still Linux-based, but to move away from like that Java-centric operating system and move over to something that's more HTML-centric right. would be a huge, huge change. Um, but they they might want to do it, especially given all the litigation problems that they've had with Oracle. It would be more, it would be more true to open if if that was the case, right? And I mean, couldn't you you could almost remake Android in HTML5 like Chrome is, right? I mean, it's just well, there's nothing that special in it that like Chrome can take advantage or HTML5 can take advantage of the processor and the OpenGL and like it's. There's nothing that different about it at this point. The HTML5 code is up to par pretty much with Java. And yeah, I, I just I don't know. Um, I, I really haven't used Chrome OS too much, so this is something where it'd be interesting to hear Shane's perspective. Yeah. But it's I – could, I could see them doing it. I don't think that if they did it that it would be anytime soon. It seems too that those so, are like two no two completely different communities, like the Android community and then the the Chrome community. It's it seems like they're, I'm sure there's a lot of intermixing, but they they are definitely two two individual groups there. And his, yeah, and I, it's kind of more. It feels like it would be a better, like it would it would almost be a better thing for users um, if they made Chrome. Android versus the other way around because Android has such a it has such a big marketplace of apps and everything right now to where if you were going the opposite way unless you had a very good tool for either converting or right. um, 
you know, doing something to make those apps work in a Chrome version of Android, um, you'd probably lose a lot of users. Yeah, and, and I mean, developers. granted, a lot of those apps are, like, you can get a lot of the main apps, like, in Chrome. There's Chrome apps that, that, that are there, like Evernote and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But it's just, like, redirected to an HTML5 site, basically. It's not, like, an app in the the normal sense of the word. Like, I'm running an app well, here. And what did we see with Facebook? Facebook wrote their app in HTML5, and... They were like, "Man, this this sucks." Yeah. So then they then they wrote it natively. They're and like, "Why does everyone Java or if they wrote it in C or something?" But it's faster. Yeah, because everyone always just went touch com if you had like a a larger device or just M, right? You would never use the app. Yeah. So he says his two main know. his two main things are architecture, technology, and then the business model and the industry structure. Saying that why. He says that uh, basically Android is the industry's laughing stock in terms of consistency compared to Apple's iOS, Microsoft Windows Phone, BlackBerry. Uh, the Android experience differs from device to device, and that's ultimately hurting Google uh, in terms of customer satisfaction. So all Laughing stock, whatever. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. He says the obvious solution, Google replaces Android with Chrome OS. Yeah. Ooh. All right. All right, tell me about the OUYA. What's up? Okay, so two really cool things. The first, Ouya now has Clockwork Mod. Nice. <laughs> so that's kind of neat. That's neat, right? Because um, <laughs> yeah, if, and if, if you do that, because... you custom ROM, and then you can get Google Play apps on it, right? You get the Google Play Store if you do it that route. Exactly. There you go. And if you're, if you're hacking it and screwing with it, now you have... An easy way. I mean, you could do all this stuff, and you could do all this stuff in command line. Sure, it, it, but it's, fine, it is. But yeah, it's nice to have. This is yeah. This is a nice to have an easy way to just go in there, and make make a backup, restore backups, try a whole bunch of different things really fast. Um, so that's cool. I would be really really scared to do this personally. I probably I I might I might still do it, but. Um, What's the worst I mean, that it's gonna do? Like you're gonna have to go in command line style and fix it? Like oh no? Yeah, I think that I think that is the worst that would happen. Because you're not gonna it break be, it. It would be a time suck and a pain in my ass. Right, exactly. You're not gonna like literally brick the thing and and make it. You're not gonna set it next to your queue <laughs> and never yeah, exactly. use it. <laughs> oh One poor queue. This is not like the other. Um, <laughs> I totally still wish I had one just because I'm loving Google Play Music and the all access. I just think ha- hooking that up to a queue would be great. But it doesn't work it, with the latest version of Google Music. Of course it wouldn't. So never mind. This is <laughs> Oh god. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. That just, no worries. That pisses me off. You know what? Oh, I won't swear. No. Get you just you just tell me why it makes you angry. Because Matt is so pretty, and it has a blue ring, and it glows at me, and it makes me feel good about myself and my decisions and life choices. And then Google just comes in and says, "You know what? No, no, none of that for you. Doo doo on hurtful. you. That's kind. Of, I, That's I, right. Okay. That's kind of hurtful, isn't it? Oh, God, it just it, that it really does piss me off. They, uh, you know what? You know what? What? What's so hard about making it work for the for the Nexus Q Google? You know what? Why don't you make it work? 
Maybe that's what Google says. Like, there's nobody there whose twenty percent time can go towards the queue just for Eric. Uh, it's not just for me. There's like five or six other people that like it. That's, that's um, true. <laughs> the other the other thing, which is mainly just to torture you, is uh, did you see the trailer for that uh, for the Towerfall game? No, I didn't. So Destructoid put this up, and the the title of the article is. This Towerfall trailer actually makes me want Nuya, and I totally agree. Like, really, I'm I'm I think I'm gonna get this and and you know, maybe like use it as like a like a party game when when my nerdy friends come over. It's the new Mario Party, right? It's the Android Mario Party. I don't think you would. I don't think you would say that. It's it looks like it looks like what you do is it, it's one to four players, and you're on this you're on this screen, and you know it sort of reminds me of the early Mario games. Where you and Luigi are having to like, like you go into like a special screen and you have to like fight each other or fight something else uh, co-op. Um, that's sort of what it is, and you're you're just hopping around trying to shoot, um, trying to shoot the other players with arrow. It looks fun. Hell yeah! They describe it as an archery platformer. I'm sorry, I got completely lost in the comments. That did you read those? Too bad the input lag yeah. would probably make the entire experience much less enjoyable. And then one dude's like, "Yeah, but since you can use PS3 controllers too, it's not a major issue." And then the third one says, "The only reason this got a downvote is because someone's someone's an Xbox fanboy and doesn't have any PS3 controllers." <laughs> <laughs> that is just like that that. That's why I love the internet. Like that back and forth there that that took place three days ago. Like that's just brilliant. Yeah, and one well, and, and I I sort of agree with this guy time glitch when he says I have an Ouya. There's no input lag. Yeah, I I think it, I really think that it's probably a developer. At this point, it's it's you know there we talked about this a few shows ago. There there was a problem. Um, well, that's not what they're talking so, about here, though. That was a problem with the analog stick and the diagonal, wasn't it? Or is that what they're talking about? Yes. Here? No, that's that's what I was going to say. There was a problem. It was it was with the stick. Right. But when it comes to this, it's probably it's probably just you know an issue with the you know the code itself with the the code of the app. Ah. So. Because yeah, they are. Some of them are saying it's a game to game issue. Which does need to be addressed, possibly by the official release. That would be helpful, <laughs> please. Yeah, I, I think it's it's probably just um, doing something that either reaches out to or forces or encourages developers to use the latest API calls. We saw the same problem with with the uh, the purchasing engine. Um, it's probably something probably something similar here. Yeah, but. In any case, uh, I saw that Shane got his uh, got his shipping notification for his Ouya. Oh, nice! Uh, so, I don't know. It's cool. I I don't know. I'm excited. Yay! Go Ouya! Yay! All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything else in the rundown we want to talk about before we do our two app picks? Uh, the only thing I would say is just um, looks like Android 4.3 has been spotted again. Mm. Once on a Nexus Four and in, in at the uh, Thailand Mobile Expo, and the other one on uh, I don't think I don't think they actually had a picture of the device running it, but it was a, um, a oh it was a it was an FCC filing which indicated uh, a Nexus Seven with four point three. Very nice. 
Very nice. So that who might do you, Eric? Who do you think's gonna win? Are we gonna see a CM stable release for this G G next, or is four point three gonna come out? Four point three is gonna come out. You think four three? You're never will... gonna see us. <laughs> no, RC two is as good as it gets. <laughs> yeah, figures. Enjoy. That's fine. Four three on the on the S four. I'll be happy with that. It's totally fine. All right, Eric. Tell me about an app, please, and then I will tell okay. you about an app. And that's how this show's gonna go from here on out. It's just me and Eric. Yep, it's the it's the app conversation. It's the Matt and Eric um, app conversation. So this one, um, I don't mean to offend anybody. This is the name of the app. It sounds like censorship. Beep. Oh, sorry. Go but ahead. But it's actually, but it's actually censorship. Beep. Did and, I do that right? Thank you. Anytime. What? So th- this addresses something that that has irritated um, irritated the duck out of me for a long time. Beep. Um, you're <laughs> you're trying to type a message to let's you know. Let, here's a scenario. Oh my God, Eric! This is, is the that is getting on Eric's nerves. This is the so best. I just wants to tell Matt what he thinks of him. I just opened this and like read what your app pick actually is. This is amazing, Eric. Good find. This is and it's necessary. So in the in the in the built-in Android dictionary, there are no swear words at all. It's you know, it's like it's like you know, private school all over again. It's duck and it's shot. And those are my two biggest beefs with it. Like I'm not yes. If you looked at our chat logs, <laughs> I say ducking. I say and ducking shot. so much. I'm done with this shot. Like, Matt drinks a lot. What is up with that? <laughs> so so what this does is it adds it adds a lot of swear words. Like, there, I mean, there are some inventive ones in you here. You could actually it, learn. It adds them to your dictionary. You could learn from this, actually. There may be you words could. in here. It's a learning experience. You didn't even know. 94 of them, to be exact. And, you know, there are people out there that will say, hey, you can just add these things to your dictionary yourself, yeah. which is totally true, but that's a lot of time. 94 swear words? How long would it take you to add, to first of all think of, and then add 94 swear words? It's a lot of time. Yeah. It's a, a lot of time. That's why this is, I mean, it's 99 cents, but it's totally worth my time <laughs> because in, in one second – of tapping a button, my my the rest of my vocabulary is now an answer. Your vocabulary so, has now been enlightened. <laughs> yeah, unless of so course it's, it's a great app. You should say unless of course you're using you know SwiftKey or the Sense keyboard on HTC. So it definitely it says in all caps it will definitely not work with these keyboards. So. It's true, but you know what? If you're enterprising, I'm sure that you could figure out a way to copy the oh, words yeah. out of the dictionary and then copy them into the Swift key or the Sense dictionary. Right. And I like that there's two there's two one-star reviews and I bet you both of those people are either on Swift key or Sense keyboard. No, this person says the app does everything that it says it will, but you can add your own swears for free. That's true, Jeff Brown. But you know what? That takes a lot of time. That's right, Jeff Brown. Unnecessary app. Two stars. That's. I think you're mis misreading what the star system is there for. 
Oh well. So, All right. Well, that's you're a, a duck. You're <laughs> you're a duck face. All right. That's a great app pick, Eric. That may be one of the best app picks on this show in 83 episodes, freaking ever. Woo! Ducking ever. Called it. Shots. All right. Uh, I got a cool app that I've kind of been using lately because it was nice out, but now it's definitely not. Uh, but if you like to watch the ISS when it's overhead, but you always seem to miss it, there is an app, and it is called ISS Detector. It will take into consideration your weather and if you have clear skies or not and when the ISS is actually overhead, and it'll set a notification that's like, yo, in five minutes you should go outside even though it's 4 a.m. That's fine. I was awake anyway. Uh, and go look up, and it'll show you the path of the ISS. It, it's awesome. It, it shows all sorts of cool stuff. So check it out if you're wow. into space. I'm downloading it now. Actually. Space nerd stuff. It's called ISS Detector. And that's very cool. It's very cool, right? I don't know. I always like seeing how it. it does that. It gets your location, okay, and then it looks yeah. at your weather. Okay, it it okay. Google's it says Google, what is the weather here? And then if if those two things, it's like if this then that, right? It, it and then it'll wake you up uh and it But how does it know where the ISS is? Because it's always it has a trajectory. Uh, it's it's in orbit, uh, dummy. <laughs> yeah, but how are they It's science, that? dude. <laughs> Sorry. No, cuz there's you can track the ISS. There's information out there. Right? Isn't there? Oh, come I on, guys. Jeez, come on. Yeah. It, it knows. It combines data from NASA, heavensabove.com, minorplanetcenter.net, and weather from your.no, which is awesome. So. I suspect witchcraft. Yeah, it might be. It's Google spying on you. It's gonna, I'll tell you what, though, the first time you go outside because it told you to and you see the ISS, like, it it just blows your mind. It makes the technology, like, it makes all that slave labor almost worthwhile. <laughs> I hate to say it, but it's beautiful when it, was when it works. Was this app conflict-free? Uh, I believe so. It was free, wasn't it? I don't know. I'm sure it had to have been. Was the ISS conflict-free? I'm pretty sure not. Highly doubtful. Highly doubtful. All right. Well, Eric, as always, it's great doing this Android show with you. I'm not just saying that because everyone else totally bailed. Like I, you're you are always my favorite, Eric. And and you mine. Awesome. I'm glad that worked out. So tell the kids where they can email us, Eric. Matt, they can email us at show at attackoftheandroids.com. Thank you, buddy. And you can always leave us a message four zero six two zero four four six eight seven. Subscribe in iTunes and hang out with us throughout the week on the Google Plus community because that's what we do. Do it. Do it's it. It's fun. All right. Well, we like we'll Plus. see you guys tomorrow night for Yats. And thanks for listening. It's a tap. The end. Thanks for listening to Attack of the Androids. Attack of the Androids.com.